Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. It's a Friday night. It's 11 p.m. Eastern Time, and it's 8 p.m. on the Pacific side. And I will share with you this week, I think there's more water on the Pacific side than there is on the Atlantic side. I know that sounds like a dumb politician, you know, but I think I think maybe a little bit lopsided this week. So we'll t- talk a little bit about that as well as some other things. But first, I want to say hello to my good friend Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc originally comes from France. He's a gentleman that was a customer of ours many, many years ago. And uh, we started to do some work, and I found out what he was working on. I said, let's do some radio shows, help you promote some of the things that you're doing. And it turned into being a friendly radio show where we talk about a lot of different things, everything from health and nutrition to politics to the economy to extraterrestrial stuff to spiritual beings. And we've had a lot of really insightful radio shows over here with Jean-Luc. And uh, I always tell this story because it is around this time a couple of years ago, maybe three, maybe two or three, that Jean-Luc came back to Building Fortunes Radio, and I say like he went away. We were doing some radio shows, and all of a sudden, around November of the year 2019, I believe, I got a phone call from Jean-Luc that said he was not going to be able to do the radio shows anymore, and uh, that kind of surprised me because we were doing fine. And I knew he was having some health challenges, but he told me that he was awaiting a heart transplant and like, yeah, you heard me right. Like they were going to transplant his heart. So um, he needed to be in the hospital and ready at that time. So obviously we weren't going to do radio shows. So I wasn't sure if we'd ever do radio shows before, but I held tight. Uh, and uh, I got a phone call from Jean-Luc in January that he had done that heart transplant and that it went well. He was out and recovering. And I think we started our radio shows again over in February. So I always playfully say, Anytime I get a chance to do a radio show with Jean-Luc is a great time to do a radio show. No matter what we talk about, I don't care. I'm indifferent. As long as we get a chance to have a conversation with Jean-Luc, that's what counts. However, I was a little bit afraid. This week, there was a lot of rain, like weather, climate change, you know, who knows, (laughs) geoengineering. Watch, you know, Dane Dane Whittington. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on where he – there was a lot of rain in – California where he is and a lot of people were worried about flooding I really wasn't worried about flooding because Jean-Luc was on a boat at the time so I'm like okay if there's one thing that you don't worry about it's flooding but he was at a dock and uh, they were you know they were on a marina and most of the times for those people that don't know this like if it rains in the ocean the water doesn't rise in the ocean (laughs) so you just see you know it kind of goes although it kind of flattens out. So it rises based on the tide and the moon, but not the floods. If you're inland, 
that's where you, it's got nowhere to go, you know, and that's where it gets all messed up. Cars start flying all over the place and, you know, yeah. people's houses start getting messed up and all that sort of stuff. Trees start falling down, but you're pretty safe on a sailboat. You just have to worry about the wind. And uh, Jean-Luc made it, and uh, he'll tell some stories about the, maybe the section of California that he's in. But mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't really that much afraid of Jean-Luc on the boat because he was not like you don't flood in a sailboat you right rise in a sailboat but you don't flood in a sailboat so anyway having said that for those people that don't know like any anybody that might be on like the aoc side you know dumber than a box of rocks or anything else like that or any any politicians that was jean-luc was okay so jean-luc thanks for being here on your own radio show thank you peter it's always it's always a pleasure to be with you every friday at this time and uh, I appreciate your friendship, and also I appreciate you, your introduction. And sure, we have uh, uh, a lot of water here in California. The worst was between Santa Barbara and LA, and we are just uh, between that. We are close to Santa Barbara in Ventura, and it was uh, uh, flooding. But I don't know if the worst was here, but I saw some video in uh, about San Diego, and you see uh, the water running on a hill, taking some people, taking some car, and putting all of this, uh, I don't know where they put on the river or somewhere else. I saw um, a video, and I need to send you this one, a video um, LA, when you have a tornado in LA, I never saw, I live here for 20 six years now, and I never, never saw a tornado here in uh, in California or yeah. in L.A., and you have a, a, a complete tornado in L.A., and water, and water inside the house, and all of this. For some people, it's horrible. If one day we have water inside the boat, I think the boat sink. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, for the moment, no, I am on my boat, everything is floating, everything is okay, on our side at least, but for many people, it, it was a disaster, you know. Okay, tonight yeah, I you... want to speak about, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you guys aren't used to that much rain. Like, you got a lot of rain. That's a lot of rain. Yeah, and you you know what? Uh, yesterday and today, it was not raining anymore, and we have finally some sun, and they are uh, today, Again, they are putting some chemtrail on the sky to continue the damage, you know? Because I think all of this has been created. It's not something... On 26 years I live here, mainly in California, I never never saw something like this. It's completely crazy. And um, and today they were continuing to put a new chemtrail on the sky because the sky was blue and... Up the plane arrived and put control everywhere. We we'll continue to rain maybe in one week. Well, who knows? Today, tonight is our 377 radio show together, Peter, and I want wow. to talk about the re-industrialization or remanufacturing. I don't know Sounds if good. you know that, but. Yeah, it sounds good. It's, uh, it's some good news. <laughs> you know, many times we talk about something. Well, it sounds like a good, good topic. It sounds like a good topic. I don't know if it's good news. I'm, but, but yeah, it's a good topic about... and it's a good news. 
You know, uh, China factories are, are losing uh, billions and billions of dollars. You know, he, I don't know if you know that, but he have 100 billion dollars who flows the country. And um, and to go, you know, to go where, Peter? Um, no, hopefully here. Yeah, exactly. Before that, I call about the reindustrialization of the U.S. Because 90% of uh, global executives plan to move out of China. Apple, Amazon, Volvo, Samsung, Google, Microsoft, for the big company, and many others <clears throat> say uh, we, the, I think they, are, they understand now China is, uh, is not good for them. GP, even JP Morgan called the Chinese stock, you know, I'm trading some stock, uh, uninvestable. And uh, maybe some people think, okay, maybe all these companies will go to India or Indonesia or the, or the country, but no, they are coming here to the U.S. And you have more than $200 billion already been uh, flooded on the U.S. in the last 12 months. And uh, all of this become, we will have 10 times this to become something like a, a Two trillion dollars, and do you know who to thank for that, Peter? Well, I could say Donald Trump, but I won't. No, Donald Trump. Why? <laughs> Are you afraid? Well, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the reality is, I think a wake-up call for many people was the idea of the supply chains that happened with COVID, and they realized that you know what, if China shuts us off, or if there's any kind of uh, interruption in the supply chain. We could literally be screwed, and we still are very vulnerable. But um, it's nice to see that we're moving in the right direction. Less, less, less and less. Yeah, it's due to right. Donald Trump by uh, by the fact he said, okay, the the trade is not fair because uh, China uh, bring her stuff here in the in the country, and when we bring some American product in China, they put a tariff. And he said to play fair, he put a tariff too on China uh, importation, and this uh, make an equilibrium between the import and export and between China and the U.S. But uh, but you know, um, China have, have been breaking this rule for many many years, and Joe Biden when he take uh, when he takes the. Uh, the presidency, I don't think he's a president, but I think he takes the presidency. He keeps all the tariff against China, even if he's not politically, uh, he cannot admit it, but he keeps uh, the tariff against China. And many of these uh, uh, big companies, and even not that so big, now they say, okay, we, um, he have all the other facts of this one. He's not the only one. But now they are spending the construction, um, uh, spending to remanufacture the country, reached uh, 108 billion uh, in 2022, and I see 2023 is an increase, and it will be more and more. You have GM and LG build battery factory in Michigan. You have a solar panel company plant uh, in Arizona. You have Apple deal with. Uh, 
Radcom for US made ships. You know, the, the micro ships and ships are something very important and they make a multi billion dollar deal. You have Volkswagen coming back. You have Lego on a close to Richmond in Virginia. You have uh, Jenny, Jenny or Kenny? Uh, I think it's Jenny. He's a high eyeglasses manufacturer, and he was doing this for many, many years in China. And now he creates a manufacturing plant in Ohio. And you know what? The cost of the uh, glasses is only $3 more than the one you make in China. Because you, the one you make in China after you need protection and all of this, and, um, and one good thing with that, they can deliver faster. Uh, bicycle, bicycle maker Kent International opened a new factory in South Carolina. After a little no uh, customer, the one called Walmart, asked back made in US. You have another company, Vero System, built a $16 million facility in Nebraska. Uh, what else? Um, uh, why, why is this happening now? Because you have uh, two main reasons. One is the security. I don't know if you follow that, but I think last year, you have some com American company, uh, brain and company employees who were questioned by the Chinese police. And when they read, they read the office, they take the employee and they question the employee. It was the same with Mint's group, and they detained five local staff. All of this about the security and... Um, make this huge company to think differently. It's so bad that the U.S. Chamber of Commerce warm of a rising risk of doing business in China. This is the first, the first thing, security. The, the Chinese government passed a, a security law to control this company, especially company giving a, some advice or managing or something like this. And they, they pass this law and now they raise companies, they raise people and they maintain these people. First thing, security. Second thing is the cost. China is not a, a third world country now anymore. It's a middle class country and workers now don't want to work 14 hours for, at two bucks per hour. They want more. Don't, if the worker wants more, they are paying. The manufacturer are paying more, and the cost, the cost is uh, increasing. Now, above this cost, you have the cost of transportation. You have the difficulty to deal with a faraway country, and um, and the last one is uh, China. Oh, I still have the plan to invite Taiwan, and Taiwan is protected by the U.S. And if the U.S. and China go to war, the Pacific uh, trade will shut down. Many, we, this country will not receive nothing from China. 
no t-shirt, no cell phone, no computer, nothing, nothing, nothing. And many of these CEO of uh, this, this uh, big company understand that and they say, okay, let's go back to uh, the to US. And uh, why? Why make uh, China, what makes you think China can invite uh, Taiwan? Because they increase their military, the Navy, the uh, Air Force, and all of this. And they do many, um, many exercise, exercise between parentheses uh, around Taiwan. Even the General Mike Minihan, uh, U.S. Air Force, he think uh, the the war can start in 2025. The Chinese plan for 2027, but he think 2025 because everything aligns align with uh, what happened actually. Same. And I all guess. these companies who have uh, exposure in China will be will be crushed. Yeah. What do you have to say, Peter? No, no, I'm I'm following the conversation. Okay. I'm following the conversation. Now, whether it's going to be a little bit too late or not, we'll find out. We're on dangerously thin ice. Uh, I so. think it's not too late because many of these, uh, um, uh, you know, when you have a successful action and you abandon your successful action, you this is is for everything for for one person for one hundred people for a company for a government is same thing you have a successful election everything is good you look when we have the successful election with trump we are producing uh energy and the energy was uh, the cost of energy was low and many things and you change this successful action and you take another action and you go down like we are doing now, okay? What needs to be done to um, go again to your, uh, where you were before when it was the good time is to put back the successful action. And you put it back and you can recreate what has been um, uh, decreated year, years ago, and why why many remanufacturing come to the U.S. because this is a, a very interesting. It be, it's because we have a take breakthrough, and this take breakthrough name AI. All these uh, factory we are built are very highly automated factory, and this is based on AI. Even the president of the uh, Black Care, which is North Carolina, say when we create a product in uh, in China, we have around 16 people working on it. When we do this in Mexico, we have 14 people. And when we do this now with uh, AI and in the future, we have only two people working on it. M- most of this uh, manufacturing company will be highly highly, highly automated and using AI to create all of this. Now, when you use a machine, these machines don't need uh, insurance, they don't need retirement, 
they never stick. They can break, okay? They can break. They they use. They have a life uh, span. But what is interesting for the manufacturer is uh, uh, if you buy a big machine for I don't know 100 million dollars, and you can uh, put this on an amortisement for many many years, and you put this on expenses, and you deduct this from your taxes, you know, which you, you can do with an employee. But all of this will bring um, more and more manufacturing in this country, and a trillion of dollars will be made and spent uh, on the U.S. factory just here in this country. Right. Makes sense. It all makes sense. Well, the there's a couple of things I guess I, I want to comment on. Yeah. Is uh, the manufacturing is always followed cheap labor. So in the United States, obviously, when we had slavery, you know, the labor was free. All you had to do is feed them. They reproduced on their own. I'm talking about slaves, right? They reproduced on their own. All you had to do was feed them. And the labor was free. You didn't pay them. That wasn't fair, but that's the way it was. Then when the factories came out and people could actually work inside a factory and all that sort of stuff, a lot of the people moved up north, but it was still relatively cheap labor. And then we had, I remember when we were growing up, a lot of stuff was made in Mexico because Mexico was cheaper labor. But China wound up being some of the cheapest labor to be able to get done and a massive group of people. So a lot of stuff moved over to China because of manufacturing and cheap labor, plus corporate greed. The people in the United States, um, they would sell out the livelihoods of Americans for the profits um, because they could generate the same thing overseas for less money. Well, now that China is doing better, they're making more money. It's not as cheap to do it in China anymore. Some people are doing it in India, and India seems to be a pretty booming place right now. But yeah. one, of the, one of the things that happened was a wake-up call with COVID. And even just before COVID, Donald Trump was on that bandwagon of got to build back to the United States. Now, I'm going to just kind of mention a few things. Because our fine government doesn't really produce anything, they just take their users. Now, they might yeah, use they things produce, for good they things. They produce debt. They produce nothing. They produce <laughs> chaos. They produce, you know, bullshit. They produce, chaos. you know, whatever. Dead. But what's what's started to happen was no talent presidents would make up economies. So I'll use this as an example. So no talent presidents like Obama, he basically opened up student loans, which means like if you can't generate jobs, what are you going to do with these people? Let's send them back to school. So he, he basically postponed job creation by expanding student loans. And he did it in a way where anybody could get just about as much money as they wanted, and that's a slight exaggeration, but not much of an exaggeration. Anybody could get as much as they want so they can go back to school. So this way you have low unemployment because he's not talented enough to be able to generate businesses or help 
companies generate business and was probably on the take lots of different ways. All these politicians are crooked. So because all these politicians are crooked and they can't generate anything, they postponed the decision and enslaved Americans by being in student debt. So that was one of the biggest things that just happened. And Mm -hmm. simultaneously, not being able to produce things, corporate greed, all that sort of stuff, they really did weaken the United States. Now, for their benefit, meaning the government's benefit, they did it perfectly because now they have a whole bunch more slaves. Debt is slavery, you know? Yeah. And the difference yeah. is I said, some, I said some unkind words before when I said all you have to do is worry about feeding them and, you know, make sure they're raised the right way, you know, control the diseases amongst the slave population. And mm-hmm. the government didn't even have to do that now when they did student loans because now you enslave people and you don't have to worry about feeding them. You don't have to worry about them reproducing. You just the bottom line is you got them enslaved in student loan debt that they can't discharge. And but then the production is done. Is done. Production is done. Yeah. So then, so now, you know, some people are starting to wake up and realize that you know what, we need to have jobs. We need to be able to create jobs. And yes, automation and everything else like that is helping it make it more. Um, easier for businesses, but we're not building the middle class back. So the middle class is still being drained. So yes, we might be reindustrializing parts of the United States or parts of the industries, but what are we doing to rebuild the middle class and make that the strongest part of the United States? That's the biggest problem that I think we're having. Yeah. You know, Peter, each time you have a, a change on something, you remember the, who, who my kids, each time you have a change on something, many people uh, say, oh, we will lose everything. And I don't think so, because uh, when we, before the uh, automobile, we, we are moving with horses. And when the automobile arrives, many people say, ah, this will destroy everything. No, give more freedom and look how this has been increased. Um, I am not afraid of AI. I am afraid of the use, the bad use, especially by government or the uh, tech company, uh, of the AI. They already uh, do some, something bad. With a, you look at ChatGPT, I asked some question and it completely uh, didn't didn't answer your question, a specific question. But um, the the AI will replace some job, which many people are not willing to do, by the way. And my question is, who creates this AI? You have many other people who need to to uh, create this AI industry. Which will represent in uh, 2030 around 25 trillion dollars, and this robot needs to be created. This robot and the um, automobile industry have been here for a long time, replace some uh, bad job, meaning making some car cheaper than before, and the inflation makes the car higher, but the production, uh, uh, automatization of the production of make car, car cheaper. And now with the AI, I, I see the same thing. We need to 
build this robot. Uh, um, we need to create it, to build it, and to fix it, and uh, all, all of this. What uh, I am afraid is a uh, uh, bad use of this AI. Elon Musk say AI can be good or can be uh, can be very bad for humanity, and uh, I agree with that too because I see the same thing. So it's like, it's like um, take a gun. You have a gun. You can uh, defend yourself or your family, or you can uh, uh, go to rob someone and kill someone with with no purpose, and someone is, or attacking someone. You see, is is the utilization after what we do uh, with with this new uh, technology. And it can be good, and I saw some many, many, many good parts, and it can be uh, can be very bad. Uh, I listen to some people who say, oh, yeah, we create uh, something with AI to give you uh, free information about, uh, I think it's Macadam. Yeah, Macadam is doing that. He create a free uh, AI platform to give people information about health, growing food, protecting yourself, and many other information. This is good. Now, if you use AI, like I saw some company doing that with a dog, with a, a gun, and um, or like they have done in Israel, AI decide how many uh, uh, bombs need to to go on uh, Hamas. Uh, uh, village and okay. it can be used for the good thing, can be used for the bad thing. Agreed. Well, we're just about at, but we well, we are out of time. So, uh, <laughs> great conversation. Yeah, great conversation. Well, I'm glad you survived the flood. They said you, you yeah. know, some people built an ark. You had a sailboat already, so you were ready to go, prepared. And I think we're going to be talking about other stuff next week. I know you're preparing stuff on the border, and thanks for doing some homework on this radio show, because you, you brought yeah. a whole bunch of stats and statistics and facts and all that sort of stuff, and I certainly appreciate that as well. So yeah, I, I, think, this. I think this is good news. I think this is good news for this country because many of these uh, manufacturing companies are coming back and create more and more. Even if they use a lot of AI, they will need to have some people behind, and. Uh, because they are coming back in this country, they will not be dependent of uh, China and what happened. And even, say, for, for me, it's strange for this big company to say, okay, we are democratic in parentheses company, but we go to build in a communist country. Didn't make sense. Right. Makes sense. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks, Jean-Luc, for being here. I'm glad you survived. And um, send me some That's of those videos. There was one thing that I, I was not really paying that much attention to the weather over in California because I, I knew that you would be okay because you're on a boat. So, um, but it would be it would be interesting to see some of those some of those things, and uh, we'll catch everybody next week on Building Fortunes Radio. Bonsoir, Jean-Luc. Bonsoir, Peter. You've been listening to Building Fortunes Radio on BuildingFortunesRadio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the BuildingFortunesRadio.com website for our featured segments. 
It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.